0: Amen. Go ahead, have a seat. Ushers, you can come forward. Church, let's give out of how God has given to us. Uh, we're going to take two offerings today. The first one is, uh, it's got uh, some maybe green, probably red writing on the front of your envelope, but it says four ways to give. That's the one we're giving out of now. This is just our regular giving offering. Uh, the second one is another envelope, same size, but it says God's church is unstoppable on it. Uh, today, we're taking an offering for the building that we closed escrow on on Friday (laughs) closed escrow Uh, I was there in the afternoon to pick up the keys I'm excited I took them home uh, and then before first service some of my friends asked me he said hey do you know if it's actually the right key Yes, I do, Uh, because this morning, really early, I decided I'm going to get up early, and instead of doing shape at my house, I'm going to do shape at the building. Uh, So this is what my version looked like this morning. This is my view at really stupid early in the morning. I know that the fans work, because at 87 degrees, it's way too hot to be inside. Uh, So I turned on the fans, and that chilled the place quite nicely. Uh, But today, we're taking an offering to go towards repairs that we need to do on the building. We own the building, and now there are some things that need to get fixed. Uh, On the picture, I think you can see uh, up in the upper left-hand corner, that is a crack in a big wood beam that holds up the ceiling. That's no bueno, uh, because we don't want to have the roof fall down on anyone, so we're going to replace those beams immediately. Also on stage from where I am, you can hear everything that goes on in the bathroom. That is equally no bueno. Uh, So we want to build a lobby on the front, which is uh, all of this is detailed in this nice brochure right here. Uh, We want to build a lobby on the front. That's going to be $132,000. We want to build a lobby on the front because we want it to be a welcoming place for everyone who comes to church with us. It's horrible going somewhere new and walking around and having no clue where anything is. All right, That's why we invest in signs everywhere here at Sunnyside. And we want this lobby to be helpful in showing people, hey, this is where you go. If you want a good cup of coffee, you go here. If you want to go into the worship center, you go here. If you've got little ones and you'd not like them to be running around at your feet the whole service. You take them to our awesome kids ministry through here. So that uh, if we can go to the picture of the four buildings, the lobby is going to connect buildings number one and number four. Uh, so that's going to be great. Two and three up there. Uh, number the one that's supposed to move with the big red arrow is not going to move. We're going to leave that where it is. So that very soon we can put our offices there and be at our Sunnyside location 24/7 instead of having stuff at main campus and then being here. We want to be there. Uh, and, and be on site each week, or each day in sunny side. It's a big deal for us. Uh, and with kids ministry, with two buildings now for kids ministry, that's going to be awesome. Right now we have two classrooms on a great week. Last week, if you, were, if you worked kids church last week, hats off to you, because that was everybody from birth to sixth grade in the same room. Uh, that's crazy, but we've got a lot of really, really tough teachers. So way to go, way to survive that. But this is going to help us divide up our kids' ministry in ways that are going to better instruct and better relate to each kid. So we're going to have the non-potty trained with the potty trained kids uh, to make it all work and have them be able to do church on a way that works for them. Okay, That's big. We're all about accommodating to what works for people. For example, there's no air conditioning in the Bible. Okay, There's air conditioning here because in Fresno, that's a big deal. We want to be able to do that for kids, and this is going to give us space to do that for kids' ministry. And so how it's going to work financially is we already own the building, all right? We took out a loan. This is on the back. We took out a loan for $560,000. That's a specific number because if we take the rent that we're already paying, throw that into a mortgage, put in interest and all that stuff, the two payments are going to be equal. We're going to continue to pay what we've been paying so that we can grow financially and, and or so we can grow as a church and have our finances stable throughout this whole thing. And we can release more and more percentage of our budget into ministry. 30 years from now, we're going to own this place. 30 years from now, here, if we stayed, we'd continue to be making rent payments, which would go up. This is going to lock our payment, lock our rate. That's a really, really good thing for us short term and long term. Main Campus is helping us out in this. This is the only way that we get to have a building uh, that's bigger than three feet by three feet with a pallet roof on top of it. Main Campus is helping us out. And so they're uh, contributing $542,000 and they're taking an offering today that's gonna go toward this. And so for us today as a church, we're taking an offering. We've been talking about it for the past six weeks and you can think, taking an offering, that's kind of weird, that, that's, that's awkward. I don't wanna be here if we're gonna talk about money. Two things. One, God cares about how we take care of our money. Okay, 100% of it is from God. Not a single person in here, if we're looking at who we are religiously, not a single person in here is self-made. Everything that we get is from God. We take an offering each week that is all from God and it's all for God. And so what we're doing here today is we've got a moment in time that we're going to dig in, we're gonna take an offering, we're gonna give sacrificially to see God do something amazing in Sunnyside, in our church. And so you've got uh, the white envelope with red writing on that. It says here, this is my gift. This is what I'm prepared to give today. Uh, If you want to spread your gift out between now and the end of the year, uh, you can do that there. You can put that information then in the second. The first thing that we start with giving, this is the obedience part. This is what God tells us to do, is we begin with tithing. Tithing is us giving 10% of our income right away as it comes in each month. We give it back to God. We do that for two things. And one of those reasons is not because God needs your money right of all the money in the world god isn't like wringing his hands going gray thinking man if i only have that person's income then i'm going to be good you're not that rich all right in all reality god does this for two reasons one is to fund the church as we give we give to seeing god continue to do amazing things through his body the church through us we get to fund amazing things in sunnyside we get to be part of that that's exciting we get to fund ministry that goes out and tells people about Jesus. We get to fund ministry that puts food on people's tables because we're going to run a food and clothing distribution in our new site. This is great stuff. We get to fund good things. But also what it does is it breaks the control that money has over us. Okay, God doesn't need our money. God wants our hearts. God wants our hearts. And as, we, as God owns our hearts, he's got more authority and more ability to work with our finances to take the things that we hold on to so tightly, because if our attitude to our finances is like this, nothing will ever leave, but also nothing will ever come in. We're gonna be open-handed before our God who loves us, who created us, who saved us, and said, God, it's all from you, it's all for you. And today we're gonna take an offering as a real financial, tangible step of us stepping into God's provision, God's ability to provide for us, and us saying, okay, God, it's all from you, it's all for you, I'm giving generously uh, to see you move. And so today we give generously or we begin to tithe, we step into obedience. That's my challenge for us today. And we're doing all of this because we worship an unstoppable God. We do all this because we worship an unstoppable God. Regardless of how today shapes out, we continue to follow after and chase after and love our God who is absolutely unstoppable and absolutely amazing. We're giving today, this is something that Anna and I have talked about, we've planned about as a church, and as a staff here, we've talked about it, we've planned about it. And so that you know that we're in on this also, uh, staff at both campuses, at main campus at Ashland and Fowler, and us, uh, so far we've given $36,285 to see something amazing happen in Sunnyside. So as we called for an offering today, as we're making this the focus of the last six weeks, I want you to know that as a staff, we're already in, in on this. We're not asking anybody to do anything that we haven't already done. But we're coming together to follow our unstoppable God in this. Because when God leads it, everything changes. When God leads the situation, everything changes. The verse that we've been using, Job forty-two-two, we've just kind of yanked it from its context because it's an amazing verse. Nothing can stop you. But if you look at, at the way that God worked with Job through this whole thing, it, it's got more depth, it's got more heart to it. Because the very beginning of the book of Job, which is also spelled job, so if you're thoroughly confused, that's what's going on. Uh, job is this guy who has a ton of things, and in one day, everything is wiped out. He goes from, from amazing life to a lot of pain instantly. And so that happens in chapter 1. Chapters 2 through 36 are Job and his friends arguing. And through the, verse job gets, or through the book, Job gets angry. He gets hurt. He's mad at God. It's not that God did him wrong, but he's, he's angry. He's mad. And so chapter 37, God shows up to angry Job. And what God does, he's a perfectly relational God, is he doesn't say, Job, you've screwed up. He calls Job into relationship. He calls Job into conversation. Verse 37 1, it says, Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. And Job is a man, so God can speak harsh with him. He says, Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man. Translation, Put your cup on, son, because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. And so now God, who's unstoppable and can do anything, he begins to ask Job questions. Who made dinosaurs? Who made the ocean? Who made mountains? Job, where were you when I did all this? And he's answering Job's questions. And in the end, after all of this, Job says to God, he says, I know that you can do anything and that no one can stop you. I know you can do anything and no one can stop you. The amazing thing here is that God can do anything, that God is unstoppable, that God is an incredible God. Like we just saying, he's an unstoppable God. And the best part about it all is we don't watch all of that happen from a distance. But as sons and daughters of God, we come into that to see God do that in our own lives in our own hearts, is he's an unstoppable God. He's not gonna be stopped by just a building campaign. He's not gonna be stopped by an offering, but he's gonna be stopped by nothing even as he reworks our hearts and makes us more and more into the people that, that look like Jesus. And so for us as God's church, as his house, we wanna look like God. We want our lives, we want our church to look like God. And the first way that that happens is that we're gonna be an unstoppable house of blessing. The biggest blessing that any of us are ever going to receive in our lives is a relationship with Jesus. We did nothing to deserve it. It is a gift from God through Jesus for us. After first service, I was talking with a sixth grader. His name is Daniel. Uh, he met Jesus this week. He asked Jesus to come into his life and forgive him of his sins, and make him into a new person to me, make him into a new person. And he's talking to me, and he quotes John three sixteen. It's the John 3, 1, 6 thing that you see at football games and stuff like that. And he says that that God loved the world so much. And he sent Jesus that whoever believes in Jesus and believes that Jesus took all of our pain, took all of our shortcomings, took all of our sin, took all the damage that we bring into the world, that Jesus actually took that, and he's telling me, and he paid for the price of that for me so that I could have eternal life. That's good news. That's the blessing of a relationship with Jesus that we have. And it's for us from a young age. It's the good news of Jesus that even from a young age, we can understand that God makes people right with himself, not because of what we do, but because of Jesus, that he sees us from the moment we're born, from the moment we're conceived, and God says, I see that person and I love that person, not because of what they've done, but because they're my son, they're my daughter. I love them. And God says that with intelligence, he says that with understanding, he's not blind to our shortcomings, but he sees all of them. And he says, within that, I know that there's some things that they do that push me away. The Bible calls that sin. It's us saying, God, I know you want me to do something one way. I'm going to do it my own. And that creates separation between us and God. And what Jesus did that was so profound, that was so impossible by anyone else's standards, is he came and he took that separation and he ended it. He said, I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to pay the penalty that they created, the penalty that they earned, the penalty that I earned because of my sin. I'm gonna pay that so that they can have the relationship with God that I could have. Jesus is saying, I'm trading my perfection for their sinfulness, for our sinfulness. And as we look at our church being a house of blessing, that's where it begins, is that we're blessed by a, by a savior who decided he's gonna lay down his life for us, for people who are far from God, for people, for people who fought against God. Instead, I'm gonna lay down, lay down my life so that they can move into a relationship with God. And as a church, we wanna be A house of blessing as we move it's going to set us up short-term and long-term as a church to reach more people and this is what it's all about and this is what we talked about last week there's a post on our Facebook and Instagram this week uh, there was a quote from last week and it said this as a church we're partnering together to see God's will be done why because we're excited about people coming to Jesus Man, for us to move into a permanent location, I've been talking with people this week, one of the themes that keeps coming out is it's going to make us legitimate as a church in people's eyes. And we can say, well, that's ungodly because godly people don't think that way. We're not going after godly people. God didn't go after godly people. He went after sinners when he sent Jesus into the world to save sinners. His words, not mine. And we want to be after that. We want our hearts to be convicted and broken for every opportunity that we have to make a difference in the life of people who don't yet know Jesus but know us or live around Kings Canyon and Bergen. We're doing this because we believe there are people who don't know Jesus but are going to know Jesus. And it's going to happen through our church. It's going to happen through your church. That's good news. That's something to get excited about. And we want to be a house of blessing that's unstoppable because God is running this place. We also want to be an unstoppable house of prayer. My prayer is the conversation element of our love relationship with God, and it's the conversation part of a love relationship with a God who knows you. Okay, Part of how I work is I've got a good like, facial recognition software in my brain. Names, maybe not. I might call you bro or dude for six months uh, or miss, because that'd be unfortunate. But uh, I can usually pick if I, like, that face, I know that person. So we were at the Grizzlies game on Wednesday, which was a tragedy, because it was 110 degrees, uh, 115 at my seat. Uh, and, and we had to, like, find the right place to go in, because we were there as part of a program and, th- and stuff. Uh, and so there was one entrance that we could use, because that was where our ticket was. Everything else, we would go in and then get kicked out. Uh, so, we're at one of the entrances and I see the CEO of the company who's running the program. And he doesn't know me from Adam, but I know who he is. And so I walk up to him and I'm like, Greg, blah, 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 blah. And just ask my question, where's the entrance? And he's got this look on his face, like, I do not know you. How do you know my name? Get away from me. All right. That's not the way that God looks at you when you pray. God looks at you as son, daughter. He's known Anna since she was like in junior high. So during the game, he came up and and he talked to Anna. He's making jokes with Anna. He's making jokes with the kids and everything. And I'm like, dude, I'm still here. Those kids are my kids. Like, that's my wife. You don't know me? That's not how God is. Prayer is a love relationship with our our God who loves us. He sees you. He hears you. And it's not like, okay, remind me. What's your name? It's like you get the text from a number you don't know. And you're like, new phone, who dis? That's not how God is with you. We, we have prayer ushers up here every Sunday because God is an intensely relationship-driven God who already knows your name. We had a healing service a couple months ago, and I was talking with Jay leading up to the service. He's like, how do you feel for Sunday? I said, nervous, because either God's going to show up and do amazing things, or we're going to look really dumb just standing there for five minutes at the end of the service. And Jay says, this is a good thing. Let's press into it. And so one of the things that happened was there was a lady who came forward because she had numbness from her forearms down in her hands, and she couldn't feel anything. So she brought it to God, God who knew her, God who knew the cause of it, God who knew the name of, of who she was and how long it'd be going on and everything. And since God wants to make us into an unstoppable house of prayer, we prayed and said, God, bring healing to her hands. And God brought healing to her hands because God is an unstoppable God. And when we bring prayer into this, We bring the power of God into our lives, the power of God who already knows you and the power of God who could do more than we could ever ask or imagine and we get to see that happen in our church. That's what we wanna be regardless of our address is a house of prayer because prayer brings healing, it brings freedom, it brings restoration, it brings identity into our lives, not because we're here or we're there but because God is active in the prayers of his people to do more than we can imagine, to bring healing, to bring restoration. He knows us, he hears us, and he acts. Thirdly, we want to be a house of prayer for all nations. Man, there's, there's, there's no denying it. We live in a racially splintered society, but one of the things about the kingdom of God is that it brings together all people at the foot of the cross Where Jesus says, you lift up me and I will bring all people to myself. We get to see that. If you like to worship and do church with people who only look like you, one, why are you at Sunnyside? And two, heaven's going to be really tough for you. Because heaven is going to be people from all over the globe coming before Jesus and worshiping him different ways in different languages. And we get to see some of that here on earth. We want to be an unstoppable house for all nations. And that's part of the reason about why we celebrate Missions Moment, where Morgan going to Malawi on the other side of the globe to bring the good news of Jesus. Because Jesus is already there because he's already gone global. And so as a church, we get to celebrate in God's work as a God of all nations and a God who brings all people to himself. One of the things that we're going to talk about once we get the video from Central Asia is a church that we're open, that we've funded to get opened in a place where the government doesn't want any churches opened. That's an exciting thing for me, because that's worshiping Jesus in places where, where people have put up literal walls to make that not happen. But God says, "No, no, no, I'm unstoppable, and I'm not just unstoppable where people let me be. I'm unstoppable all over the globe. Remember, pressing into the world as we go and we give and we pray, and also as we gather here in Sunnyside as a diverse group of people to worship God. We represent God's heart for all nations when we go and also when we gather here. And that's what our church, that's what God has for us as a church. And lastly, God has for us to be an unstoppable house for our city, be an unstoppable house for our city. Psalm 37.3, it's the verse that I've been praying through this whole thing. It was our shape reading for February 6th. uh, And it it just grabbed my heart. I've got an alarm that goes off on my phone at 3.37 p.m. uh, every day because a.m. would just be mean to Anna uh, because it'd wake everybody in our room up. But 3.37 p.m., uh, and it says this for Psalm 37.3. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. that's my goal for us as a church is that we're gonna, Prosper in Sunnyside. And the truth is, is that as we prosper, big whoop-de-doo, okay? But as we prosper, the people around us are going to prosper. The kids around us are going to prosper. That place, John Wash Elementary School, where we're doing our block party on uh, August 1st. That's right around the corner from our new property. That's going to be our hub of civic engagement. We're going to adopt that school. We're the only, we're, we're, no, we're not the only church around there, but that's going to be our place. And I'm excited about that. Because we want not just us to prosper, we want our neighborhood to prosper before that. That's going to be us getting involved in the lives of kids and families who need to know Jesus. I want the marriages of Mountain View Sunnyside to prosper. And as God prospers us and God works through us, that's what's going to happen. Lives are going to be put back together. I want to see fear diminished. I want to see faith grow as God plants us as an unstoppable house for, all, for our city. God's equipping us to make a difference in our city, not because of who we are, but because of the role of his Holy Spirit, which takes us and remakes us and shapes us and forms us and then sends us out to make a difference in the lives of those around us. And for us as a church, this is our moment. This is our moment to step forward financially, conquering fear, embracing faith, and declaring as a church that we're gonna be an unstoppable house for our city. That this is our future, this is our reality. And so we're gonna end today in three ways. The first two involve dropping in your envelope. It says, this is my gift today. And you just write in the number, or this is my gift of blank by whatever date. And we come forward and we drop them in. Again, God doesn't need our money in the same sense that we do. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he owns the hills also. But this is us saying, okay, God, I'm giving you this. You know how important this is to me. You even know how I'm afraid I am to do this. My hand is shaking as I write and I'm, as I drop it. But what God says is you trust me with what I've asked of you and I'm going to make the rest cover what you need. It's Malachi chapter 3. It's a guy who lived before Jesus. He's looking ahead to the birth of Jesus. He says bring all the tithes into the storehouse, into the church. That's the next part. Today I commit to tithe. You give me the 10% that I've asked and I will cover the rest for you. I will make the 90% stretch to cover the 100% of what you need. You bring that in and what will happen is you will find out that I will protect you and I will provide for you. We want to step into that promise. So today, if you're here, you call Mountain View Sunnyside home and you don't tithe, I challenge you to begin to tithe, not because God needs your money, but because God wants control of your heart. And as we give up financially, we give God a chance to move in. So we're going to respond with our offering. We're going to respond by dropping in an envelope that says I commit to tithe. And the the third way is that after we drop our stuff off, The front is gonna be open for us to pray and to cry out and to surrender our hearts to God because as we move in in a few months, the thing that's gonna make the biggest difference is for us to be a church of men and women whose hearts are broken for people who don't yet know Jesus. We believe that he's the message that leads to life. We believe that there's no life worth living apart from Jesus, but we need to act like it. We need it to inform our words, our conversations, our relationships, the way we spend money and the way that we do everything. We want it to soak up, drench, saturate and influence every part of us as a church because we don't care about just gathering. We don't care about just having a building. We care about people who don't yet know Jesus, who live around Kings Canyon and Bergen and this place too. And we're gonna continue to influence and affect lives as God gives us the ability to. And so we wanna ask for soft hearts to see those opportunities to see the things that we need to step into, even if we're afraid. We're going to step in, step out in faith, knowing that God is going to use us and put us in part of his unstoppable church to make a difference in our world. Let's stand and pray. So Jesus, I thank you that you are the king who laid down his life for the lost. I thank you that you didn't come to be served, but to serve and to lay down your life as a ransom for many. That generosity is at the heart of the good news because we had nothing and you gave. And so God, today, as we give, I pray that you're gonna take our gifts and you're gonna stretch them to cover everything that we need. And out of what we give, God, where there's emptiness behind, I pray that you're gonna protect our health. You're gonna protect what we own. You're gonna protect our vehicles. So that as we give, we can trust you as our provider. If you're here today and you've never made the decision to ask Jesus to come into your life, ask him to forgive you of your sins, ask him to change you into a new person from the inside of you to the outside of you, I want to give you that chance today. Believe me, I can identify on this one. We are not saying that we are perfect people, not even for a second. Instead, we're agreeing with our Jesus who came to die for imperfect people, and that includes me. That includes us as a church. So if that's you, I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, if today's your day to say yes to Jesus, I just want you to look at me and raise your hand. And as we close, someone's going to lead you through giving your life to Jesus, and it'll be the best decision you could ever make. So one, God loves you. He always has. He always will. And today, he's calling you to follow him. Two, there are things in all of our lives, mine included, where we tell God, get out of here. I'm doing this my way. That's called sin. And Jesus came to pay the penalty for our sin, to bring us back into relationship with God. And three, today's your day to say, I'm ready to begin a relationship with Jesus. I'm ready to find forgiveness. Is there anyone like that today? Where today's your day? If that's you, I just want you to look at me and raise your hand, and as we close, someone will pray for you. All right, so the three things. If today's your day to commit to tithe, to give 10%, I encourage you to check that off on the envelope, drop it in the basket. If you're here with an offering for our repairs on our property, drop it in the basket. And let's be a church that responds giving God our heart for people who don't know him, asking us, asking God to make in us uh, a place that he can work through, hearts that he can work through to bring people who are far from him into relationship with him. Let's worship and respond.